Blue Wire. To the end zone he goes. Where Sammy is. Boyd with a great fake. Touchdown, Taj. Hopkins throws to Boyd. Lean means touchdown throwing machine tonight, and he's got another one. Boyd. Thank you all for tuning in. This is Taj Boyd from the Taj Boyd Podcast, giving you my weekly wrap-up of the Clemson Tigers. This game against the Tar Heels wasn't the prettiest matchup you've ever seen, but you can chalk it up in a win column for the guys in orange. I'll give you my 10 cents of what I saw on the field this past weekend and what I expect to see from the Tigers going forward. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and get your friends to take a listen as well. Reach out to me via social media for anything you want me to address, and I'll try my best to squeeze it in. Hope you enjoy. All right, so now that the game is over and won with, we all get a chance to relax, take a deep breath, and really recap what happened out there on that football field. There's this old adage, and I'm sure that you all know it, and it goes like this. It's never as good as it looks, and it's never as bad as it seems. And when you go back and look at the, the tape and look at the, the game film, you realize that it was exactly that. I mean, it legitimately is that adage right there because – Clemson went out there and did some unbelievable things. They did some bad things. UNC also went out there and did some great things as a team as well, so you have to give them some credit on what they brought to the table. But, you know, the biggest thing was coming out of there with a victory. You know, as that game ended, I'm sitting up there with Tim Bray and Don Munson. My palms are sweating, and the first thing that came to mind was that old song by the BG, Staying Alive, because that's exactly what this is right now. In this current landscape of college football, it is legitimately win in advance and obviously we all know that one loss could be detrimental to that so the Tigers get a chance to to live another day they get a chance to fight again and they get a bye week so coming into this bye week is is obviously important not only for these players physically but mentally as well just getting a chance to refresh you know look back on the tape spend some time with the family and really get their minds right as they approach the middle of this season People love to use numbers and stats to justify your level of performance by playing the comparison game. This team compared to last season or the last 10 seasons. This game in comparisons to last week and so on and so forth. That's not the business we're in. It's did you play the best hand with what you have? Did you leave anything to chance out there on the field? If you didn't, great job. And if you did, well, let's get back to the film and correct it. If you always say, well, that's just good enough, then that's all you'll ever be. You'll be a settler. You'll settle for just good enough now, and you'll settle for just good enough later. You can never be great that way. See, in football, you're only as good as your last rep. And here we're talking about life. In sales, you're only as good as your last sell. There's always room for improvement, and hopefully you have people in your life that point that out to you sooner rather than later and more often than not. There's a lot of chatter within the fan base, though, about not being critical of this team. And when you look at it for what it is, like me personally, like I'm more, I was more dissatisfied than I was discouraged or disappointed. And I think a lot of it goes back to just, you know, how I was raised and how I was brought up and, you know, what I expected out of myself and out of my teammates. And this isn't just a football deal. This is a life thing as well. You know, when you know that you're capable of something and you know that your, that your son or daughter is capable of something, like you want them to go out there and perform it at the highest level because that's what it is. You know, Coach Sweeney always reiterates this this uh, this mantra that he has, and it's best is the standard, and that's exactly what it is. So the same thing that I'm talking about, I'm sure that Coach Sweeney shares the same sentiment, you know, within the team and that culture as well. 
because, you know, just because you get a win and just because you do escape doesn't necessarily mean that all is well with the world because you want to go out there and make sure that you're continuing to improve on a day-to-day basis. You know, there was just, when you look at the film and when you look at what was happening out there in the football field, there were a lot of mental errors. You know, there were some missed blocks, missed throws, missed kicks, turnovers. All the while, you're playing against a team who is very talented, if you really want to break it down. You know, coming to this matchup, I, I said before the game that I thought that the Tar Heels were the second most talented group of skilled players collectively in the ACC outside of Clemson. And I thought they put that on display pretty early on. I wouldn't say that, that Clemson was flat more than it was that UNC actually had some players around. And, you know, when you look at it, obviously we all know that that team is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the future. But a lot of it, again, is the things that you can control. And when you go out there and you have false starts and, you know, you're not picking up the assignments and you're missing blocks, all of those things within your confines is what you can can control. And that's what you want to continue to correct. And that's what you want to continue to work on. And obviously Clemson being able to get this win and then not hurt them is a great thing going forward because this team is still very, very young. And the fact that they can come out of here, face that adversity, find a way to rally and win was the most important thing because, you know, Coach Winnie used to tell us all the time that great teams find a way to win. And I don't know if Clemson's a great team right now, and they don't need to be, but they're a good team. And they're continuing to get better week after week. And that's what you want to see is just continuous improvement, daily improvement. And that's why it's so important to get back to the drawing board and get back to the tape and really just hash it out, you know, with your guys and with your coaches, because that's where the accountability is. You know, my favorite part about, you know, looking back on it, I guess my favorite part about playing, you know, at Clemson was those Monday meetings. Because on Monday, when you break that break down that film, it's not just you with your position group. It's in front of the whole organization. It's every coach, you know, it's every player. It's with every walk on, every guy who doesn't even travel. But you see what you did right on that field and you saw what you did wrong out there. And when you know that the 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 eye in the sky of sort is really looking at what's happening. You make sure that you get that effort. You make sure that you're picking up on your assignments. And if you don't, well, it just gives you that much more incentive to go ahead and perform at a high level because you don't want to be called out. Now, defensively, these guys came out and actually played a really good game. I mean, they had some big short yardage stops that stymied the drive that that Sam Howe and the University of North Carolina was trying to put together. I thought that, you know, the coverage ended up being pretty, pretty decent. Um, of sorts, you know, I think AJ Terrell got caught looking in the backfield pretty early on. And I mean, that's just a mistake that, that obviously you want to correct and make sure that you're keeping your eyes on what you need to keep them on. But, you know, Brent Venables, you know, when his back's against the wall, his defense plays at their best, in my opinion. And it was good to see that just kind of reinforced week after week, because when it comes down to it, uh, when November hits and when December hits and hopefully January, you know, that's where that's where it's going to be really needed at because we're going to start playing some teams here that have all those components, that have all those pieces, and you're going to have to play a complete game. Now, offensively, there were some good things that happened out there as well. You know, but again, like the fact that you get a team like UNC early in the season and you get a chance to go back and correct this film this is what it's all about because they brought some stunts and some twists that I don't think that Clemson saw uh, up to this point. 
And, you know, ETN and Lin J, like those are things that if they want to be a complete back, they'll have to work on. Same thing with the tackle spot. You know, there were some opportunities to really make some out calls and slide out there and pick him up. And it didn't happen. But again, Clemson survived. They get a chance to, to correct that and not let it destroy everything that they've been working for. And Trevor, you know, I, I got a chance to spend some time with Trevor and talk to him. And, you know, the, the one thing that, that I love about his game that we're starting to see more is him being a runner. You know, teams still, for whatever reason, don't account for him being that guy when he's exactly that guy. Like, he can get out on the edge. His strides are longer than what people think. And he gets to the corner pretty nicely. Um, he was patient on that counter run for a touchdown. I really love to see that because it tells me that he's been he's been watching film. He's been breaking it down. And he's starting to get a really good feel for the game. But again, Trevor Lawrence is not a fragile guy. So I do expect to see him implement it within the run game a little bit more than what we've seen so far this season. But, you know, when he's a capable runner, it just adds another aspect to this offense. Because, again, on the O-line with the guards and tackles working up to that linebacker position and making sure they're reaching and grabbing, you know, we'll see Clemson continue to build within this run game. You know, I wholeheartedly believe that ETN is the best running back in college football, and I feel like Lin J. Dixon is is one of those guys as well. I think he's shown that throughout the course of his career. But, you know, when you get a team that's going to play too high, like you got to be able to make sure that you make them pay. And UNC played a lot of too high. Obviously, looking back on the film right now, when they did match up in one-on-one situations, you know, Trevor was able to take an opportunity to really take advantage of that. We T. Higgins a little bit on the outside. And, you know, that back shoulder ball of thrown well is as is, is deadly as they come. And he's shown to be very accurate on that. Trevor Lawrence has been well, fairly human this season. And, you know, that's what you get with a with a guy who who does have all the tools. And, you know, I've never been in a situation like he has. And I can't say that a lot of people will. I mean, with social media being as big as it's, as it is and, you know, with him coming into the season being dubbed as the greatest college quarterback ever, I mean, that's a lot to carry. So as a player, the one thing that you don't want to get caught up in is doing more than you have to. You know, Trevor Lawrence has one of the strongest arms that I've ever seen. He can spin it at, at every degree and every angle, you know, but he doesn't have to do more than he's than he needs to. He has the guys out there. So just be a point guard, distribute the rock, and get into the hands of your playmakers. You know, I know looking back on it that Tony Elliott and Jeff Scott are doing the best that they can to make sure they put him in comfortable situations and let him continue to, to, to fill the game as it comes along. But again, like this team has so much upside, which is the scary part, because once you start to look at where they're going and what they're capable of and what it looks like if it ties in all together, together, you know, defensively, how do you stop that? You know, Clemson at this particular point is, again, a really good football team. They're not great yet, but that's what the climb is about. That's when you look at the ascension where it's headed. Uh, when I was there, Again, one of the things that we talked about was not being our best in the early part of the season. It was starting to get better and performing at a peak level towards week eight or nine. And I think that's what the track that they're on right now. And I expect those guys to really start putting it together piece by piece, week by week. And uh, they're going to have an opportunity to do that. So I'm excited to see where this team goes. They, they escape. They got to win. So that's always nice. And they get a chance to take a break reflect, refresh, and really get back to the drawing board and figure out what kind of identity they want to create on offense. This Clemson football team has all the ingredients 
to win another national championship. But they have to take it one game at a time, one practice at a time, and one rep at a time. And, you know, Coach Winning won't let these guys settle for less than what they're capable of. So I'm totally confident in the approach that the coaches are going to take with these with these young players right here because, again, a lot of these guys are still very, very young. Clemson's going to be very good for a long time. And it's, uh, it's still exciting. You know, I'm still excited every time I get a chance to go out to practice or every time I get a chance to see them in the ball game because they do bring something new to the table each week. And, again, you know, when you look at defensively how solid this team is and how sound they are all together, I mean, what more can you ask for? You know, if it's if it's third and one and third and two, I never expect that team to convert for a first down. And that's the that's the level that we're at right now. And I didn't I can't say wholeheartedly that I've ever thought that that was going to be just a mentality from, you know, an, an observer and, and from a fan standpoint. And, you know, this team has some has some damn some, some moxie, man, and they find a way to get it done. And that's what it's all about. So I'll say all that to say. I'm excited, man. I'm excited about this organization. I'm excited about these coaches. And I'm excited about the humility that they have after the games. I think somebody mentioned that they should be dancing after a victory like that. Well, the fun is always in winning. And as long as you win, well, it's fun. Make sure that you subscribe. Lock into the Taj Boyd podcast. And look forward to you guys keeping up. You know, we'll do a recap every uh, every Monday after the Saturday game. And, uh, you know, obviously you guys can continue to send me requests on what you want me to talk about and speak about. So appreciate you guys engaging, tuning in, look forward to continuing to develop a relationship and figuring out how to do this whole podcasting thing. So have a great day, continue to do good things in the community at home and in your personal life. And, uh, just know that the best is yet to come.